two wizards. Two wizards? Two wizards. Two wizards. Remember the last time, um, I think it was more than a year ago, and for our homebrewing episode, but we, uh, Mrs. Wizard and I invited uh, another theater grad student. This is his first year. He and his wife came over and we did it. We had a brew day and... Yeah, and it was lovely. It was great. So we 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 did. We've put together a a uh, German Oktoberfest kit, which is like yeah, a little late in the game. Like I should have if I were if I were doing this right, I, w- I should have started this yeah like a month ago. Um, but you know whatever, it's fine. Yeah. Um. So so yeah, it, w- it was it was just great to like get the old propane burner set up outside. Do the thing, do the like chemistry. Listeners, go back and listen to our brewing, homebrewing episode, and you you can hear us talk about just how magical that was. And then, yeah, afterwards, uh, came inside, sort of cooled off a little bit, and then just fired up the grill and threw some hamburgers and some hot dogs on there. And it's like, yeah, this is this is what life was like in the before times, <laughs> before all this, like. Yeah, COVID and Russia invading and crappy politics and culture war <laughs> shit. It's like, no, you just like get to be people. It was amazing. What? People? People have like just hanging out, <laughs> playing playing card games. <laughs> that's good, man. I'm happy for you. So yeah, thanks. So so yeah, it's uh, that's happily bubbling away down. Or I guess I, I haven't checked. Maybe it isn't. Maybe it isn't bubbling away. Hopefully it is. It's down <laughs> the basement doing its thing. I'm up here, going to be doing my thing, and that is recording another episode of the Two Wizards podcast with my good friend Mark. So welcome everybody. Hello. Uh my name is Josh, and I am a wizard. Yeah. Welcome. Hello. My name is Mark, and I am a wizard. And yeah, here we are once again at the Two Wizards podcast. Um, I'm just going to let you know now, Josh. I got real dumb this mm-hmm. week, and I'm real sorry. Hashtag sorry, it's, not that sorry. Okay. Hashtag sorry, not that sorry. Well, because we did. We, we, we took a little time off, watched some great Mel Brooks films um, last week's episode. And I think, yeah, having that little easing off the accelerator a bit. And then just jam that bad boy right back to the floor again. So, <laughs> oh, buddy. So yeah, yeah. I'm, and well, and, and and we did sort of like talk a little bit. I, I was also maybe gonna uh, uh, prep some stuff, and you were you were saying like, no, baby, like just just save your strength for later. We can, this is gonna get plenty plenty dumb all on its own. Um, but uh, but yeah, it'll be great. It'll be great. I'm ex- I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing what specifically you have you have in store for us this this week yeah and just a heads up i'm hungry i've been hungry for days as i was writing this Mm. i kept making food notes and i'm like stop you can't just make food notes idiot (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what my deal is like but yeah so there's that one but before we get too far ahead of ourselves josh Mm -hmm. what do you got in your wizard's right on tonight um, you know, I'm, I'm sticking with basics. Uh, yeah, for this, for having people over, 
being good guests, or not, excuse me, being good hosts uh, for our guests, right, got a whole bunch of beverages of different sorts. Um, and then our, our guests came over, also were doing the proper Xenia thing, um, and they brought over some pumpkin beer, but I oh. but I drank it all. Oh. I drank it all because I couldn't I couldn't resist. You uh, drank so them all. I drank them all. Yum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so right, if I if I didn't put all my eggs into that basket, I would have had some delicious pumpkin pumpkin beer. Oh, oh darn, I guess I'm going to have to go to the store and buy some more. But no, just sticking with ranch water. Uh, right I have original original and spicy this time around. So Okay. Which also, because, uh, yeah, I, th- I think I had t- mentioned too that I, I told you off, off air that, yeah, probably going to do another homebrew uh, a day. And that was something you were interested in doing. I was like, yeah, I got to bust out my kit again. And so who knows, man, maybe we can still do our like pumpkin beers in time for Halloween, because I still have my little pumpkin beer kit. Yeah, I think that'd be really cool. Okay, yeah, we'll uh, put that, put the, put a thumbtack in that. Put yeah. Thumbtack. So anyway, sorry. So, uh, uh, what do you have in your right on, Mark? Um, as luck would have it, I have a shipyard pumpkin head pumpkin beer. <gasps> I'm so excited for you. Yeah, but then I'm also the best, like, damn it, Josh. You couldn't just you couldn't just wait. You had to drink <laughs> all the pumpkin. <laughs> no, no, no. It's fine. Um, it's okay. It's okay. But yeah, yeah. We were in Salida this weekend, and mm. man, if I didn't go to if okay, I think I was at the epicenter of white people closer than I've ever been. <laughs> they had a thing going on called the Fiber Festival. It was a giant like oh, no yarn. That's all it was, Josh. Was okay, yarn and like. <laughs> Why? What were you thinking? Well, I was thinking fiber. Like everyone's like sitting around and like eating like leafy greens and which would have made better sense in Salida, Colorado. Like, oh my god, and so healthy. That's like binge drink. Yay. Well, 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 and white people too. I was like, yep, white people love taking care of their (laughs) colon. They love being regular. (laughs) The amount of dudes uh, I saw walking around knitting was like off-putting to me. Mm. And like have yeah. your hobbies, I mean, that's cool. But like you cluster them all together, I don't know. Something's weird. Right. But point is, I actually went out and got real beer. So I got a uh, shipyard pumpkin head, and I also Thanks. got out of uh, Rogue Brewing the Colossal Claude Indian Imperial Indian Pale Ale. And literally, the only reason I got it was because there's a giant mm-hmm. fucking lake monster on the can. <laughs> that's awesome. That yeah. is that's um actually I think. Uh, I think I just so as of recording, I, I forget if it's today or tomorrow. Are uh, uh, just as we are as aspiring to claim Tom Holland as our foster dad. Um, <laughs> the rest is history. Podcast is I think also we're aspiring to claim that as like our foster dad podcast. Um, but they but they are going to release an episode on the Loch Ness monster. And oh no shit. It, yeah, and it either came out today or it's coming out tomorrow. I forget what it is. So I'm super excited to to give that to give that a listen to, and then drink drink this imperial Indian pale ale along with it. <laughs> Hell yeah, buddy! <laughs> well, here's on you, man. Yeah, here's on you. Cheers. Cheers. <sighs> yep, it's that fake pumpkin taste, and I love it so fucking much. <laughs> yeah. 
Ah, well, and, and I even, um, listeners, you can like rewind 20 seconds or, or whatever. You can tell a drink is refreshing when you say, ah, even before you drink it, even before you take your first sip. That's <laughs> you totally just what know. I did. Yeah. You just know. It's like, ah. <laughs> I think we arrived at that exact same point talking about PBR, where it's like, you just know it's going to be like, yeah, it's nothing special. You're not going to like go to Twitter and be like, oh my gosh, guys, I just had this. But, but no, it's just, you just know what you're getting. And there's a real comfort in that. Yeah, it's simultaneously the best and worst beer you can ever drink because it's either really good or really gross, and either way, you're gonna drink it. It's yeah, it's just Schrodinger's PBR right. says that it's a really good beer <laughs> until you open it, and then you break the simulation, right. and it has to become either really good or really bad. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> all right, okay, so yes, yeah, so we're all settled in with our beverages. Mark is Mark is. Guiding us on this adventure, what are we talking about uh, for this episode, Mark? We're going to talk about uh, giant bird attacks, Josh, or mm. what I wrote as my working title, Giant Birds, Caw! or Behind Every Cloud is a Silver Lining, or Maybe a Golden Eagle. Thank you, thank you. That's really good. That's really good. I like that. <laughs> I was writing this outline last night at like 10.30, and I, I was already like a paragraph in, and I, I thought about that. I was like, oh my God, you're so... Br-. I had a Peggy Hill moment. I laughed at my own joke and said, oh, you're brilliant, and wrote that name down. Like, <laughs> That's amazing. Behind every cloud is a silver lining or a golden eagle. <laughs> And like, oh boy, oh yep. boy, yeah. Initially, for the onset of this, I was gonna do like, oh yeah, there's an entire species of cryptid bird, oh, and it's hunting us, and oh, it's been hunting us forever. And so, like, I was gonna have you do the rock, and I was gonna get into the thunderbird, mm-hmm. and then I got into it, and I'm like, oh no, that's its own separate deal. Because tonight we're just talking yeah. about real angry birds. Yeah, we don't even have to get into cryptid territory. To say, like, no, there are, like, giant birds that attack people and steal their dogs, steal their cats, steal their livestock, steal the people themselves, Steal the babies, yeah. Yeah, all, yes. So, so yeah, we, maybe, maybe, probably, definitely, we will come back to giant cryptid birds. um, Because I think that'd be an awesome episode. But, yeah, for right now, we're doing, like, actual, legit, yeah, here's a... Yeah, like a condor or whatever that swooped in and <laughs> yeah, um, hauled off. Yeah, so okay, so right. Yeah, Backward. yeah, yeah. So before we get too ahead of ourselves, Josh, I got to ask you: You're eating fried mm-hmm. chicken. Are you mm. a wingman or are you a leg man? Oh baby. Um. Well, okay. So by wing, are we also I- including like the breast? Is yeah, it like upper we lower? We could like an upper lower split. But well, even yeah, then, we'll do upper lower. That... Yeah, and I'll just I'll just give you like, man, I love them thighs. I would just because that's just what I was gonna say, man. Like thigh, oh, God, thighs are so good. Uh, and like drumsticks are like good for the kids. They like because oh, it has like a little handle built in. <laughs> uh, oh man, that's really that's tough. That's super tough. But I think I, I think I'm gonna have to go lower. I think I'm gonna have to go lower. Yeah, thighs. Primarily for for chicken thighs, because my god, my Hell yeah. god! <laughs> Hell yeah! No, that's exactly what I was hoping you'd go for. Because before we get to like, 
you know, giant bird, giant birds. We're going to go back in time and talk about some giant goddamn birds that yeah. we know for a fact were hunting and killing and eating humans. <laughs> so in terms of, you know, giant birds with, you know, them thick-ass thighs, thick thighs don't save <laughs> lives, Josh, we have a thing called uh, For Rus for Hasaday, or we're just going to call them Terror Birds because that's a cooler fucking name. Okay, yeah. I can dig it. Yeah. They lived up to 62 million years ago, and they only went extinct about 10,000 years ago. And that's right. I said oh 10,000, Josh. Oh, my God. 10,000 oh. years ago. <laughs> <laughs> These murder birds oh range from Texas to Florida, but before that, they came from South America when they passed over the Panamanian land bridge. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They also made even it... though they're oh, birds. Yeah. Well, yeah, because even though there are birds, right, they still need, like, to, like, land every once in a while. You know, it's not like they can... Yeah, right, 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 right. Sorry, sorry. No, no, no. Up on you're good, you're good, you're good. Um, they also pushed as far south and east as Algeria, Africa. We have fossils of them from there. This is even more impressive when you take a moment and realize that terror birds were flightless birds. Wait, what? Terror birds, these were, these were flightless. What? These bad oh. blurries did not fly, sir. <laughs> well, because I, because here I was gonna like. It's a good thing I just shut my goddamn mouth because I was gonna say like, yeah, it's silly to like. So there's like ocean roving birds, like albatrosses and stuff, but you know, <laughs> sailing like 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 flying all the way a, a, across the ocean would be would be next to impossible. But <laughs> then when you say they showed up in Algeria, I was like, oh, it's a good thing I didn't say that out loud like a fucking idiot. And then you say that they are non-flying, so like, I don't know what the hell to think anymore. Well, they didn't fly so much as they walked on their goddamn gigantic <laughs> legs, Josh. Gigantic thighs. See, and even then, you're saying, like, dummy thick terror birds, and I still was like, yeah, they must have flown. <laughs> well, but you say oh, bird, God. you don't think about, like, kiwis and emus and ostriches. You think of, like, yeah, bird, yeah, birds, like right. jays and... I don't know, eagles yeah. and whatever, robins. Yeah. 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 Sure. Um, so these things got up to about 10 feet tall, and they weighed upwards of 1,000 pounds. Oh, my God. Oof. Okay. They, they were literally, so at least for the this first little half, these ones that are the American and African, they're freight trains of murder, Josh. They could run up to 60 miles an hour and had a giant beak with a big old hook on the back of it that they would run up to their prey and beat it to death with their fucking head. I was just going to say, this is like a tank bird. Yeah. That's what you're describing literally. right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> On the other end of the spectrum, you have something called the South Pacific Moa, which lived in Australia oh, yeah. and uh, New Zealand. You might remember it from our Cryptid Olympics. I repped it to do the uh, 200. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Moas were uh, herbivores. But they had these really long necks, and usually they stood about 6.6 feet tall, but when their necks extended all the way, they were 11 feet tall, Josh. Just, I, uh, it's insane. I, I mean, like, well, okay, and, and, and I'm trying to remember from our dinosaurs episodes, or episode, rather. So, so all... Let me try and get this right. All birds are dinosaurs, but not all dinosaurs are birds? Correct. Yeah, of... birds are like the okay. last, like, that's where right. a dinosaur line Just like, ends. Okay. 
Okay, okay, okay. So, well, and if this is right, like like sixty plus million years ago, I mean, sure, like the the like asteroid came and like hit and like wiped it, but still, like that's that's still the environment. So of course, there's going to be giant giant ass birds running around. <laughs> Oof. Oof. Um, these guys lived until the fifteen hundreds. When aboriginals wiped them out. There's also a fringe theory that in New Zealand... So, Moas in New Zealand are kind of like their Bigfoot. There's still people that believe that there is a population of Moas just running around the high mountains in New Zealand. I mean, that's... I want to believe, man. I, I want to believe. Man, if this isn't the most want to believe episode we've ever done, like, man, do I want to believe... Um, now our, like, giant flightless birds are pretty much relegated to ostriches and emus and cassowaries. But don't worry, we're gonna get to them ruining people's days later on. Um, (laughs) Australia also had its own giant bird. Uh, it was basically a copy of something called an African elephant bird, which was its own terror bird that stood about ten foot tall, and they were hunted to death by the most fearsome beast of all, man! But these were also a set of the big big beak to run you down, hit you with my claws, and then beat you to death with my beak type bird. <laughs> they were predatory, they hunted humans, we hunted them, but we were just better at murdering than they were. Which, and that is ultimately what it comes down to. And it's not to say that, like, they never murdered us, but it is. It's like, no, we just we just had that advantage. Ugh. <laughs> Uh, it truly is a a, a thing murder thing w- world out there. <laughs> it it really is. Or you can be like, I watched this whole documentary on the 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 giant Pleistocene seabirds of New Zealand. So like, you have these guys, or you have these gigantic fucking penguins. Okay, we'll just get there in a second. I'm all okay. okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, Here no, we go. It's okay. It's okay. It's all right. It's all right. So Josh, as below, as above, so below, whatever. I don't know. Balance and all things. So. Leaving flightless birds, we're going to take off now to their counterparts, at least in the last, you know, epic of the Ice Age, the giant eagle. Host eagle. It lived in New Zealand until 14,000 Common Era. Okay. These also hunted Moa and human. We have aboriginal skeletons with impact marks, like from where the beak goes into the back of the head and kills the guy. They land on your back, (laughs) they bite your brain stem and pull it out, and that's how they kill you. We have this. They evolved these little short, stumpy wings. They were big birds, but they evolved shorter, stumpier wings so that they could glide in and out of tree cover. And they made up for that by weighing 26 pounds. So effectively, there's a cannonball of bird that drops onto your back and rips out your brainstem. <laughs> I mean, okay, all right. So, so right, there, there seem to be, like, the two sort of, like, classes now. There's the, like, giant fuck-off tank birds and then there's yeah the death from above killer birds yeah and both will run you down and peck you to death effectively yeah that's oh my god okay all right all right yeah yeah so okay yeah 26 pounds that's like oh my god imagine 26 pounds dropping on you like yeah just even right so even in the weight room, like, it's a big thing to, like, you know, like, wear closed-toed shoes and make sure you rack your weights and all that. And I've I, I've had a 25-pound plate 
kind of like glance off my ankle dropped from like, I don't know, like hip height, waist height. And that son of a bitch hurts. Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine that screaming down from like, I don't know. However, however, although, like, was this necessarily a dive bomber? Or would it just kind of oh, like yeah. hang out in like the treetop? Oh, see, look. Totally. Look it, it was a dive bomber. That was the point. It got real heavy, got the little <sighs> wings so we could like maneuver. And then it just nail your ass. It wasn't like, you know, uh, like a hawk or something that, you know, pins it to the ground and rips you apart. It's, no, I'm going to paralyze you and eat you while you're probably still alive. This also hunted deer and moa on the island of New Zealand, not just humans. We should be clear here. They're not just eating people, right? right? Yeah, yeah, it's not exclusive. Right, right. But, oh my god. To that end, there were giant owls in Cuba that were four feet tall and weighed up to 65 pounds. I just think that's cool to note. That, man, I want a four foot tall, 65 pound owl friend. I'd love one of those. (laughs) It makes Harry Potter a lot more horrifying. Yeah, well, or and or uh, uh, Pallas Athena, the patron goddess of Athens. She 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 was like yeah, like the owl was her kind of like animal. Oh yeah, and who knows? Yeah, I yeah, I want one. <laughs> <laughs> um, there were giant penguins which spread from New Zealand to Japan. They just had this range from New Zealand to Japan, and they were six feet tall, Josh. I mean, I don't know what would be better. Like, yeah, like a four-foot-tall owl or a six-foot-tall penguin. Because, like, I just don't know. I just don't know. What would you rather not be chased by? Because I'm going to say penguin. A U-sized penguin trying to run me down is a terrifying prospect. Well, and I, I think a lot of it depends, too, on, like, what the... Yeah, like like local environment is because if it's just like flatland, like okay, sure, like I'll take a penguin. But if it's like in the ocean or the water or even like the shore, and this thing could just come like zipping up out of nowhere and like yeah, like tackle me, I yeah, I don't know, torpedo or um, murder. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I think I'm gonna have to go with. Like, I would prefer to be chased by a, a penguin. Because if I can get on, like, dry land and not out of the water, like, I, I think I'd have a chance. But then again, like, six six feet tall, even, like, waddling after me would be freaking crazy. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't, I, I don't know. Like, there's not a happy ending to that. We hit an owl yeah. when I was a kid. We hit an owl with our van. It was oh, a great yeah. horned owl. And um, come to find out it had a busted wing with an infection. Um, I We put it... We were coming home from church. We wrapped it up. I put it in my jean jacket. And this thing was as tall as my torso is. And it weighed maybe, I don't know, 10, 15 pounds. Um, it was it was the most surreal experience of my life because, like, I was holding this fucking owl, like, just kind of tr- talking to it, trying to get it to be cool. And I, I didn't look at its feet because every time I look at its feet, it's like, those are some big fucking claws. Yeah. And I just, like, kept trying to, like, light. look in its eyes and, like, not look at the beak, which was a pretty big fucking beak. And I'm just like... If this thing freaks out, I am gonna. Yeah, I am done. ribbons. Like, yeah, right, exactly. Little thirteen-year-old yeah, Mark like... Jones is not gonna win against this goddamn owl. And like, that was a big thing. That was a huge bird. You know what I mean? So like, a four-foot-tall yeah. owl. Oh. 
Yeah, so I'm 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 on I'm I'm on the Wikipedia page right now, and it says adult great horn owls range in length from uh, 17 to 25 inches, so like a foot and a half to two feet. Mm-hmm. Um, possess a wingspan between three to five feet, uh, and weigh. Yeah, this is lighter. This is more like the the maximum weight is like five pounds. Um, I'd buy but that. Even yeah. then, like, but whatever. But, but, I, I was a dumb kid and don't know what weights are when you're no, panicked. No, like, no, but what? Well, what? Exactly. Right, because you have these incredibly sharp talons and like beak huddled next to your warm, gooey flesh. <laughs> and <laughs> right above my and nuts. Yeah, I'm just well. I'm yeah, very aware of how close it is to my Johnson. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, and so so yeah, you take that and like yeah. Tw- double the the like height and to just add like more lean muscle mass and, 60 pounds yeah, be, more lean muscle mass like yeah that'd be horrifying that'd be horrifying <laughs> so like if all this wasn't enough to really get to you the biggest group of birds we had were something called the teratornidae or teratorns okay these were like think of these as gigantic fuck off vultures mm. Uh, they ranged throughout all of South America, Mexico, California, Oregon, Nevada, and we're pretty goddamn sure the Great Plains, but we haven't found a lot of skeletal tissue from the Great Plains, but... Point is, these bad Larrys were everywhere on the American continents. The only spot they weren't was, like, the East Coast, like, North Carolina. Holy cow. And they may have been out there, just given, like... The ability, like, so if you take today and look at today's ranging of, like, big birds like condors, the range of them, it's a thousand percent plausible to think these things could have ranged, you know, coast to coast in the United States. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Easy. Um, They also made it up to Cuba. So, like, that's kind of why I say <laughs> it's completely reasonable. They probably flew from Florida to Cuba. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure that was... I, and to be that guy too. Um, at this point in time, this was last glacial maximum, kind of, sort of, um, or the ice age. So, like, you remember, like the we we're talking the sunken cities, like the cold, dry. This would have been a cold, dry period. So sea levels were lower. So, like, getting from place to place would not have been as hard, especially on like these right. great big, like, just really cruising birds. They can just like fucking cruise four hours. Right. Right, and hit yeah, just either like like thermals or. Just even, just even like hanging out and just, yeah, if you get like a giant, like 10 foot wingspan, you don't need to keep flapping. You're just, you're just chilling. You're just chilling. And like, there was, um, I think I saw this on Twitter or maybe YouTube or something like that. Um, the, the paraglider kind of things. Oh yeah. There, there was one company where you could like, yeah, rent a paraglider and go to that. And then they had like trained, like falcons, that would like be the like pilots. So like this like falcon would be in in front of you, and then you're trailing behind it, flying in for or I guess gliding technically in formation, and like this thing will like steer you to like thermal up updrafts so you can catch more air. Oh, that's and so cool. I think it's amazing. That's so stinking cool. And then, of course, right? Like, if 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 that is in a bird's innate, like, in instinctual knowledge, 
Oh yeah, there's I have I have no difficulty uh, entertaining the notion that yeah these like giant condors and things could 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 fly from she from sea to shining sea. Yeah, absolutely. Like I don't know, it's completely reasonable. You wanna know the uh, grossest thing I learned all week long, Josh? Let's do it. Condors have an ability called urohydrosis, where they basically shit and piss all over their legs and take off, and they can then absorb hydration through the shit and piss layer <laughs> on their legs. <laughs> Speaking of, you know, flying long distances. <laughs> I didn't really have a cute way to shoehorn that in. I just wanted to mention it because it was the grossest goddamn thing I learned this week. And hey, now you all know it too. <laughs> I think, well, I think this may also be a Two Wizards podcast uh, first. I, I physically removed my glasses to <laughs> hold my head as I'm laughing and crying hearing that fact. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure this is the first, or at least the first that I've documented it um, on air. <laughs> But then also to that point, you know, efficiency is the name of the game. And I'm sure if like semi-truck drivers could find a way to like process their pee bottles back into water, I'm sure they would do it. <laughs> if there was a, yeah, if there was a little like distillation i guess that's what it would have to be or filtration because to to be fair i mean that's what they do on the international space station is they recycle as much of everything that they can because they're in goddamn space um (laughs) (laughs) why am i defending people drinking their own pee (laughs) i don't know it's all right because in my notes I wrote they are Kelly themselves, and I'm glad I didn't say that at last. So. <laughs> oh my god, is this the episode that like finally breaks me? Like, <laughs> just giant murder birds and the things they do. <laughs> <laughs> so a couple weeks ago, you remember talking about dinosaurs in Argentina and how great Argentina is for uh, spawning colossal things? Yes. And yeah, and I mentioned um, the biggest bird ever, Argentavis magnificens. We're going to talk about them Mm -hmm. a little bit more in depth tonight. That's what. A couple weeks ago, guys, go back and listen. I say, hey, we got something of this coming up. And boy, do we got it now. Um, So this was the largest flying bird we've ever had on Earth, as far as we know right now. There might be something bigger, we just haven't found it yet. Um, They weighed upwards of 160 pounds. And they had a wingspan of 26 feet. They were bigger than a plane. Yeah, that's... Um... Okay, hold on. Hold on. Hold yeah. On, hold on. Okay, yeah, yeah. Cessna, Cessna aircraft here. Just give me a... Just a, just a piston... Uh, let's, let's, let's go with Seahawk. That seems appropriate. Maximum range, then fly pressure... Okay, it's I, I'm, I'm sure right. I'm sure there are planes whose wingspan is less than twenty twenty six feet. Oh my god! 
Um, seaplanes in Alaska typically are under 24. Okay. Yeah, which is another I mean, thing I, I learned this week. No, all right, see, there you go. There it um, is. So we don't know how they hunted. We know that they were carnivores, but we also, there's so there's three schools of thought on this. Uh, there's one that they were like giant raptors, and they would, you know, dive bomb down and just thump on a thing and kill it and eat it. Mm. They have the weight behind it. They would definitely have, like, it's a plausible theory. They have the big curved hook beak, not unlike an eagle would have. Uh, there's another theory that thinks that they were scavengers, so they were just vultures or condors, and, you know, they'd fly okay. around and look for something dead, and then they'd go land on that, and then they'd eat it. Okay, maybe. Okay. Yeah. There's also a theory based off of, so they have these little stumpy legs. Their legs are shorter than most raptors are of the same size and class. Mm. There's a theory that these things would land, hunt in the grass, on the ground, and they'd only fly, like, as a means of transportation. They wouldn't fly around looking for food. They spend mm. mo- they would spend a lot of time on the ground, and to me, that's the one that really freaks me out. I mean, yeah, I could... <sighs> and we yeah, do have just... eagles that do this today. Birds, man. What the fuck? Birds. Birds. How do they fucking work? How do they work? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, yes. You're just, like, walking along, you know, going out for a nice, like, afternoon stroll. And then, right, just, like, this, like, goddamn bird head just, like, peeks out from from behind a tree. It's like, all right, boy, you're mine. (laughs) Be, Be you. B20, running track practice for Adams State College. You're kind of running through around Carol's Woods, and you get in, like, the weird Chico Flats by the river. Mm-hmm. And yep. then you hear kind of a... And you turn around and look, and there's a goddamn six-foot-tall bird bearing down on you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Just the idea, like, of keeping... Okay, so, you know... Okay, sorry, because I watched, like, the the Roadrunner kills and shit. And, like, you know, they'll, like, stock low. They get real low, and they kind of sprint, and they stop, and they hunker. And they pop up, and they sprint, and they stop, and they hunker. That, Mm -hmm. but it's as big as a goddamn plane in terms of wings. And it weighs just a little bit less than I do. And, like, (sighs) well, Well, but, but, but I think that it lends more credence... To it than anything, because like if you're that big, you're you're not gonna be like an agile, nimble. All right, like making last last minute fine tune adjustments to like land precisely on this deer's neck or what have you. Like that just seems more plausible to me that this thing has to like yeah have have a ground based attack or like hunting mode. Because then at least okay, you, yeah, you fold up those twenty six foot wings. Um, and then, yeah, you just like sprint, like <laughs> it's gross. It's, it's just, <laughs> no, it is. It's yeah, just yeah, gross. Like, yeah. Like the, um, like the one thing, the, 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 the one scene from Jordan Peele's, uh, get out where you're just like walking the grounds at night and then you see this thing just sprinting at you. <laughs> I still have Jordan Peele on, on, on mind, I guess, following our Mel Brooks. Hey, I, um, I don't blame right. you at all. Oh, my God. Whew. Okay. 
Hey, but that's as good a time as any to jump on over to Mythological Birds real quick. Oh, I know, I know I said don't go crazy on The Rock, but do you have anything on The Rock that you want to share real quick? Yeah, so very quickly. So, yeah, The the Rock, um, our, our OC, uh, as it is, like, transliterated. Uh, yeah, it's this sort of like, uh, it, it's, it's a myth theme. It's like, uh, again, like... I'll, the, the same sort of like creature that appears in a bunch of different stories um, and like or, or or like has that archetype. And so uh, this is this is more in like Middle East, Arabia, um, Persia kind of area. And uh, yeah, it comes from the uh, Arabic Rook, um, which, yeah, in English, that's that that's rock. Um but yeah, it's it is like a giant, giant bird. Like we were talking about how like um, yeah, like twenty six feet is like enormous for a, a wingspan. Um, well, according to Marco Polo in the thirteenth century, oh. uh, who maybe encountered this or was relating stories about it. Um, Marco Polo said that uh, quote it was for all the world like an eagle. But one indeed of enormous size, so big in fact that its quills were twelve paces long and thick in proportion. <laughs> so just damn, one okay. feather, one feather is yeah, is okay. Twelve paces, three feet a pace, thirty-six feet. So just one feather is longer than the entire wingspan of some of the things we're talking about here. Um, and the rock is apparently so strong that it will seize an elephant in its talons and carry him high up into the air and drop him so that he is smashed to pieces. Having so killed him, the bird swoops down on him and eats him at leisure. God <laughs> damn. So, yeah, like enormous, enormous bird of mythology um, shows up in Sinbad the Sailor. I think that's probably one of the most famous or most well-known accounts. Um uh, it's it's also known for, as you can imagine, laying giant eggs, right? That people that people try to steal, um, or and or destroy because they don't want more of these things. And then it gets super mad and it goes through and like kills even more people. Um, but uh, but but yeah, so so that's like the rock, ROC, which is really hard for me to say that and not <laughs> immediately follow up with what it's cooking or. Um, <laughs> Or like do the smolder and eyebrow like waggle thing, um, but uh, but but yeah, I, I think I, I think it does bear a quick sort of nod here, and then yes, we'll come back and give it its its due um, uh, a, a attention at a upcoming episode. Right on, cool. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. I again, I I because I did kind of want to be like, oh. Is the giant eagle in Illinois a thunderbird? Oh. And then I got to look and was like, oh, dude, no, we've been getting attacked by birds since, like, we've been humans. Yeah, right. Just yeah. like just like how, like, dragons kind of, like, reappear, again, like, across cultures, and they're, like, evil and, like, serpents and stuff like that. Well, yeah, it's because there were giant snakes. Go back to our giant snakes episode. Like, what, like way back in season one. About, I don't know, probably about two years ago now. Mm-hmm. Kind of, I think, mm-hmm. about it. Um, Almost to the week. 
Yeah, almost to the week. So yeah, like giant snakes have been hunting humans or like hominids forever. So that's in our like kind of shared cultural background. And I think it's safe to say that birds are the same. And so, yeah, that's why there's things like Thunderbird, The Rock, um, uh, Phoenix, I guess, and some things too. Or even like flying dragons. I don't know, maybe flying dragons also kind of count as bird bird attacks giant bird attacks yeah absolutely um there's a i can't find the quote but there's a tom holland bit talking about our stepdad tom holland um oh, yeah. his theory is that like the reason that we have like sort of similar myths is that people found the same types of bones from the same type of thing and then sort of like generated their own kind of myth around them it's like it's like sympath uh sympathetic paleontology Instead of like sympathetic magic, that's awesome. I love. Yeah, that. and I really, really like that bit. <laughs> and I'm now even more horned up to like listen to that Loch Ness monster podcast. Yeah, yeah, it'll be. Oof. Oh boy, oh baby. <laughs> um, real quick, let's talk about Thunderbirds. Um, this is a yeah. blanket term. This is not an extensive study, but I want to point this out. Um, this is a blanket term idea, and goddamn near everybody has them. But if everybody has them, the people that have them the most, the Native Americans, it was a tradition, and it it spans across the country. If if Territorns didn't fly from sea to shining sea, well, goddamn it, stories of the Thunderbird did make it from sea to shining sea. It was a it was a deity god, um, an element of personification of nature. It brought the storms with the flapping of its wings. It could create thunderbolts and stuff like this, right? So just to name a few. It is mentioned heavily in Sioux mythology, so that's in, like, the Dakotas. The Navajo mythology around Arizona. Or the Arapaho mythology around the Great Plains of America. And the Algonquin and Ojibwe tribes in Canada and kind of, like, the Great Lakes region. Sort of where you're at. Yeah. Pacific Northwest tribes also have Thunderbirds. It's part of, like, you see them. There's, like, the weird whale and there's the weird Thunderbird. You see them on totem poles. It's ingrained in their culture, and all that's really cool, but then look anywhere else in the world. Um, Go back to Tunguska event, Josh, when you and I talked that one of the that's maybe right. causes was the Thunderbird god Ogde was pissed off and he rained thunder from the sky while he was a bird. Or, or the Zulu Empire had its own version of a Thunderbird. And that's just kind of like, I wanted to tie that to that Tom Holland idea of like, we find these fossils, or or we have enough of a latent memory of being attacked by these things that we deify them and we say we're afraid of these things. You treat them with respect. You pr- and you know from that it grows into legend, and as legend grows, then it gets even bigger and it's out of our control, and then it disseminates, and then people compare notes and oh, you have a thunderbird. Oh shit, we have a thunderbird, and so a thunderbird. it's yeah. it's so nuts, man. Yeah, no, I think that's a brilliant idea. The sympathetic paleontology uh and if like i know you already have like your own doctoral dissertation kind of outlined for there were actual giants and then we killed them um but if that falls through i think sympathetic paleontology i mean hell even that i'm sure kind of fits in with sympathetic paleontology um as well i'm just saying like you should write about that and get a book published (laughs) all right all right i'll do it (laughs) oh prairie shit (laughs) (laughs) oh god um all right something the condors and buzzards can have the land but we don't want the eagles oh prairie Uh shit everyone no deal (laughs) (laughs) well even um there 
just to just to like put a cap on that. So yeah, listeners, even if you're not that geographically like inclined, all of those places that Mark mentioned, it is. It's it's all over the North American continent, in Russia. I, I think one could even make an argument for uh, uh, Sky Daddy Zeus wielding the thunderbolt and being uh, um, symbolized or uh, associated with the eagle. I think yeah. one could make a comparison with that. With that too, um, um, Thor is usually associated with an eagle. Like yeah, yeah, it is. It's I, like big <laughs> crashing sound from the sky. Plus giant bird equals yeah shared latent memory like 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 you mentioned, um, and then I, I guess just the other sort of thing I I think I heard this come up a couple years back and then I don't know if it stalled out or if it actually went forward. So there in the San Luis Valley, um, uh, there's a local high school called Sangre de Cristo High School named for the Sangre de Cristo Mountains. Their high school mascot is a Thunderbird. Yeah. Um, and then I think a couple years back, they were maybe, like the whole state of Colorado w- was saying like, all right, we should encourage our public schools to change their mascots to be less offensive to various indigenous American, Native American people. Um, and so I think there was something like they were maybe going to get some funding cut if they didn't change. Cause like there's some places like, okay. So like also in the San Luis Valley is Sanford and they're straight up just the Sanford Indians. That's yeah, their Sanford mascot. is the problem. Like, so yeah, places like that. Okay. Yeah, no, we can, yeah. Come up, come up with something different. Cause it's all just white people there. There's, there, there's no, there, there's not like a native American population. in Sanford. Um, <laughs> but then things like the Thunderbird, Let's not be too hasty, you know? Like, it's it's not like a, like, bird in red face. It's not, like, an offensive, like, d- depiction of this thing. Like, no, I, I, I think it's awesome. And I would hate to, like, yeah, throw out that mascot, which is just badass. And could, could be something that brings us together in our shared uh, horror of... Thunder and giant birds who will kill us. <laughs> yeah. Instead of changing Mark, it to like... Cut in ACDC's Thunderstruck the whole time Mark, uh, Josh was talking right there. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that's too funny. <laughs> I'm right, man. I love that. Yeah, like... Yeah. Because so it hope... is. It's not just one... It'd be one thing if it was like, oh, no, this is like very specific to this one tribe of people. And like... right. This is theirs. No one else touches it. It's everyone, sure, right. man. It's all of them. Like, yeah. yeah. And I dare, I'd even go so far as to say it's all of us. We all, I'm sure that there is like an Armenian Thunderbird and that there is a Japanese Thunderbird. I should have looked for like Yokai Thunderbird. I just oh. didn't want to because, again, well, I wanted to focus well, well, this more like the grounded. You know, right, right, yeah, yeah. We were, and, and so we will. So we're already, yeah, like spitballing and like brainstorming. Like, yeah, okay, what about this place? What about this culture? Like that, so that when we do come back to like proper mythological giant birds, we we can do that. But yeah, but no, for right now we are we are doing the more grounded. Like, no, we have fossils of these things. And my grandpa lost his leg because this giant bird came screaming in with his sharp talons and just. Whoop, just like snip that bad boy off. 
<laughs> yes. Oh, damn. God damn, giant birds, man. <laughs> I feel like I'm doing the like, what's his name, Roberto from Futurama. The oh yeah. Robot. What's the matter, Red? <laughs> Don't put me in the closet, mommy. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, all right, um, here we go. <laughs> so, ancient history of giant birds. Yeah. Very, very, very lightest of taps. The 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 thunderbird is coming down. It's gonna murk your ass. Realizes, oh no, you look too stringy, and just like peps you on the head and flies away. Right. Light little pep. <laughs> yeah. You're you're walking down and you feel this like little thump on your shoulder, and you're like, what's that? And ah, oh, pooped on you. That's that's how light of a tap we get given to um, <laughs> mythological birds today. Um, I've got an update. Uh-huh. I'm getting into my colossal clod out of robe. Mm. Okay, fair enough. I'm yeah. I'm uh, yeah. Also, just into spicy, spicy ranch water. Because um, yeah, that first one went down in like twenty minutes. I was like, okay, hold hold your horses there, Josh. We got we got to still we still got a whole rest of the podcast here. So I'm trying trying to slow myself down. But um, but here we go. Cheers, good buddy. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. See, that's a I, really good IPA there, Josh. Yeah. I'll have to. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I would be skeptical if it, if it could come out over here. But what was it? Somebody was saying, somebody was telling me about like a pumpkin IPA. Really? And I'm like morbidly curious. It's like this could either like redeem IPAs or... Make me hate them that much more. Like, how could you also ruin pumpkin pumpkin beer? <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe I'll have to. Maybe that'll be my quest for October. Is like just just pumpkin beers because there's that Elysium variety pack that oh, I saw. God, they're so good. Yeah, I saw it, and I, I think I even like texted you a picture, and then I just never actually bought it. Um, so yeah, I got to do that and. I think Wolf's Ridge here has a pumpkin pumpkin beer on tap now, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, okay, oh, all right, all right. Sorry, sorry. Not at all. John- not at all. Okay, so 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 like, and I'm sure this will come up, and I'm gonna try not to like steal your thunder and all that, but like steal the thunder, bird. <laughs> but like, I think almost all of us have seen again on like Twitter. On Instagram, on YouTube, on Facebook, like a bird hauling off somebody's dog, or even like somebody's kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah that that still that still happens in the age of smartphones. So, it you know your timing is amazing because that's what we're gonna get into oh, literally perfect. right now. All right, perfect. So yeah. my my biggest source tonight comes out of Adam Benedict's Monsters in Print. Um, mm-hmm. side him before, love him, and hey, he follows the show. So if you're listening, <gasps> hi, thank you, I love your shit. Um, I was clipping through there a while back, and I kept seeing things for like eagle attacks, and like so and so's baby was carried off by an eagle in this state, and I was like, well, cool. There's enough here to like maybe do an episode about. Um, and then you get into it, and the first thing you find out is we don't know. A lot of people are real reticent to say that, like, this type of bird killed a baby 
on this date. News stations will report it, and they'll say, like, oh yeah, so-and-so got attacked by an eagle. There was a cyclist in England that got attacked by a falcon, and it messed his shit up. Yeah. But we think that was because it was, like, a territorial, like, what are you doing here? Go away. You're not supposed to be here. And the Falcon freaks out and attacks him. And even then, like, I've, like, even just, like, not giant birds, but, like, medium bird uh, uh, attacks happen all the time. Like, uh, yeah, like, crows will get super territorial and, like, pester you and, like, keep, like, swooping down on you if you, like, ride your bike by their, I don't know, like, nest or whatever. Um, there is a nest of grackles in the uh, thorn bushes next to my house, and every time I go to the gym, those sons of bitches will attack me. Yeah, that's just <laughs> so. So it is like like the murder instinct is there. It's just a matter of are they big enough to like do real <laughs> lasting damage? Yeah, can you do the damage? Yeah, um, yeah, like, and that's it. And the, or like, there's like something like four hundred. Um, reports of red-tailed hawk attacks a year. And we think it's because you're you're getting too close to a nest, so they defend the nest. Red-tails mm-hmm. are insanely aggressive, so it makes sense. Like, they're also big birds. Like, I'm yeah. sure you've seen them floating around. Like, red-tailed mm-hmm. hawks out in, like, the American Southwest, they're goddamn big. Like, yeah. ruin your damn day, you know? Right, right. We don't have, like, cut and print. We do. I don't know. It's going to get weird here, because I'm going to... We have it. Humans have been killed by giant birds. The news doesn't like to report that they're killed by birds. I think it's a conservationist thing. You can't say, like, mm. so-and-so's kid was killed by a bald eagle because then suddenly humans are going to get stupid and yeah. start murdering every bald eagle because, oh, that bald eagle's coming right for us. Well, and, and that happens with, like, sharks. That happens with wolves. That happens, yeah, with whatever. Like, we just freak out because we have this idea of, like, no, we're, we're the apex predator. Which, like, yeah, we are, but that doesn't mean that we're invincible. <laughs> Like they're yeah they're they're gonna pick off some of us every now and then we just we just gotta live with that. It's like yeah we are but also we're totally fucking not like <laughs> I was the apex predator being driven around in my Astro van and even then it couldn't finish that goddamn owl at forty five miles an hour like. <laughs> <laughs> well and like um. I, I think a numbers game kind of plays into it, too. Like, because, yeah, like, if there were, like, concentrated, like, defeat in detail, like, like every murderous bird rolls up, t- like, just on, like, one city at a time. And they just, like, slowly work their way, like, eastward uh, uh, across these U- United States. Like, yeah, there's nothing we could do about that. No. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> A roving gang of birds, yeah, like yeah, just a giant like murder swarm, um, <laughs> murder flock. Ooh, sci-fi movie right there, murder flock. That is the sequel to our Vampire Beast of Bladenborough movie, where yeah. the girl has to become the Vampire Beast of Bladenborough. Because I'm pretty sure we finished it off with yes. it was a werewolf type deal. She yeah, has to yeah. become the Vampire Beast to uh, hunt the infamous Night Falcon, which is living in Chicago's Upper East Side and murdering homeless folks. <laughs> also, go watch Q the Giant Serpent. It's about Q the Giant Serpent, like Quetzalcoatl is from Aztec mythology. Mm. It lives in New York and is nesting in the Sears Tower. It's great. <laughs> David Carradine's in it. It's really stupid. It's so great. Go watch oh, it, gays. Go, go, wow, go watch it, guys. I was going to say kids, and then I was going to say guys, and it said you got gays. Gays. Wow. This okay, Mark. Colossal you, you saucy. Is, 
<laughs> so, Josh, eagle attacks have been happening. We're going to focus mainly on eagles for this segment because birds of prey are here and they're here to stay, but yep. eagles are among the biggest. Right. One of the earliest ones I could find comes from the New York Herald, October 8th, 1888. An eagle devours a an eagle devours a child. An authenticated t telegram from Wichita, Kansas, says the baby of William Betty, a farmer, was carried off by an eagle, killed, and then devoured. The baby was only a few weeks old and sleeping on a blanket outside the house while the father was at work nearby. A little girl ran to him and told him the baby had flied away. The neighbors were assembled and they followed the eagle to its nest and shot it, but only the skeleton of the child was found. See, okay, yeah, see, just, just what we were talking about. You know, there was one eagle, stole one infant. <laughs> I mean, and, literally, yeah. And we got to play the Foggy Mountain Breakdown because we got to get a posse, boys. We got to get a posse. <laughs> Kill this goddamn eagle. Um, <laughs> oh, hey, God. speaking of mounting up the posse, mm -hmm. on June 5th, 1932... In Lekka, North Bodelag, in Norway, a three-year-old Svanhild Hardvitskin was carried away by an eagle. Two hundred people looked for her in the search. They found a baby shoe at the bottom of the cliff where they knew that a sea eagle nested. Three men climbed up and they found her. She was alive, and she oh talked about she talks about remembering that shit. So that was 1932. She was three. Uh, there was recording of her, but it was in. Norwegian. Oh my god. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, good. Good that that was. <laughs> but okay. I mean, I I have like vague memories of being three, because uh, I was still when we were back in California, and I remember it just being like stupid hot in summer. I remember like having the occasional like earthquake, and so you'd like, yeah, they like train you like, oh, like if if an earthquake starts, like run over here, or, like hide under a table, or like do all this stuff. So I have memories from when I was three. I, I I can't imagine what life would be like if one of those memories included being hauled off by an eagle and like brought to its nest <laughs> and just like hanging out for like days. I would have no, what the fuck, man. But it also makes me think about like all the stories of like such and such happened. The thing swooped down and carried the guy away, drops it in the nest, and then, like, there's the eggs. The eggs hatch right then and there. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Or, and, yeah, the idea, too, is like, and thank God that this three-year-old Norwegian child ended up in the nest and not dashed to pieces on the rocks below. Like, because that's how, that's how a lot of time. if it's not, like, a pinpoint strike... To yeah, sever your like brainstem. Um, yeah, they pick you up, they fly you kicking and screaming into the air, and then drop you. Uh, and you you asked me to 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 like bring this up again. Like that's how Aeschylus died. He didn't yeah. get yeah, like he didn't get picked up and dropped. But a turtle apparently got picked up and dropped on his bald head because the eagle thought it was a rock. <laughs> but yeah. Holy shit. Like, how close was that child to, like, yeah, getting dashed on, on the rocks below? Holy cow. Oof. Yeah. Or just, just that, like, they found a shoe at the base of the fucking yeah, mountain. Like right there, even. Oh, my God. Oh, I, yeah. All right, here we go. Uh, April 8th, 1901. This comes out of Monsters in Print uh, in Pennsylvania. A woman named Callahan, living in Carmel, Pennsylvania 
had a desperate fight with an eagle which was trying to carry away her two-year-old child. The child's face and hands were torn by the bird's talons, and Mrs. Callahan was seriously pecked before she succeeded in driving the bird off. So the kid was out playing in the yard, and Callahan was inside. She hears the baby screaming, and she looks out the door of the house to see the kid being picked up by the eagle. I mean, just... How horrifying... Like, we talked about how horrifying it would be if you were, like, a mom in feudal Japan and you saw this, like, demon fire wheel, like, screaming down the, like, country road there. But yeah. it's a it's a bird, like, pecking and, like, clawing at your own child. How horrifying is that? Ugh. Yeah, it had, it, it dropped the kid to get a better grip on its, on it. It was wearing a dress, so it couldn't, like, get into it, so it dropped it to get a better hold. At which point the mom ran in and grabbed a gun, didn't shoot it because she didn't want to shoot the kid, but so she started beating the fuck out of the bird. The bird then got mad and started attacking her, where it flew into the woman's face and pecked her eyes and nose. With a well-directed blow from the club, the eagle dropped to the ground. After a moment's scrambling, it took to the air and went flying away. It was said during the past summers, this eagle has attacked several pigs that once before it made an attack upon a child. Mrs. Callahan says the bird was five or six feet from tip to tip with its wings. Its talons were were like razors in their sharpness. So just one, right there, fucking plains woman, getting attacked by goddamn eagles. Like, if that's not enough for you, buddy, here we go. Young boy attacked by big gray eagle out of the Idaho Recorder, February 7th, 1907. The five-year-old son of Nero Charles, a farmer nearby in Croweta, Coweta, Coweta? I don't know how you say it. Coweta. We'll say Coweta. It sounds cooler. Was attacked by a large gray eagle a few days ago and narrowly escaped with his life after being carried 50 yards by the fierce bird. So far as known, this is the first time in the history of Indian Territory a child has actually been picked up and carried by an eagle. That... <laughs> The only thing this kid had going for it was it was bigger than 50 pounds and the bird couldn't carry it. That's it. I mean, dear, sweet, gentle listener, did you know that the world in which giant eagles and giant birds come and like attack and try to like haul away human beings, did you know that you live in that world and that world is this one? <laughs> <laughs> From the Spanish Forks Press, April 29th, 1909, in Utah, this headline, Illinois farmer in desperate conflict with monster monarch of the air. Struggle lasts two hours. So in St. Charles, Illinois, a man fought an eagle for two hours to keep it from attacking his baby. With the aid of neighbors, Peter Johnson managed to capture the king of the air. Fully a score of persons participating in the conflict with the eagle, with pitchforks, clubs, and stones, were brought into service before the bird. Exhausted from its efforts giving up on the battle, Johnson was terribly scratched from the encounter, although his son was unhurt. The Johnson boy, a sturdy child of three years old, was playing on his father's farm near St. Charles the morning when the eagle was first observed. The great bird circled around the vicinity at a great height for several minutes, Suddenly, with the speed of a lightning flash, ah, lightning, thunder, ah, ah, there we go, there we go. There we go. It darted downward. Its steel-like talons caught the child's dress. The child's surprise for a second struck him dumb, and the eagle, using every ounce of strength, bore the boy upward. 
Surprise gave way to alarm, and the child screamed for aid, and the struggled vigorously to free himself from the eagle's clutches. The boy, a stockily built lad, weighed about 35 pounds, and the bird was unable to make great progress. The father heard the screams of the child and hurried from his home. He saw the boy in the bird's clutches and ran towards the scene of the struggle. All of his strength, he threw himself on the eagle and bore it to the ground. The child was saved and ran shrieking for the assistance from his father. The man and the bird were locked in death grip, and the eagle using his claws, while jo Johnson struck with his free hand as he held the bird with the other hand. Neighbors were soon in the scene. From the start, they were determined, if possible, to capture the eagle alive. Sticks and stones fell upon his monster body, while wings were immediately crippled. The breaking of the wings made the escape of the eagle impossible, but for two hours he fluttered along the ground, fiercely repelling every attack until, completely exhausted, he was pinioned to the earth by pitchforks. The eagle when measured proved to be 12 foot from tips of his wings, and a perfect specimen of its kind. It is believed he will speedily recover from his injuries, and Johnson plans to present it to some zoological garden. Oh my god. <laughs> so it's, they beat the bird, they broke its fucking wings, they're like, no, he's a stout fellow, he'll be okay. 1900s, huzzah! Yeah, stabbed it with a goddamn pitchfork. I was like, yeah, it's fine. We'll take it to some scientists. We'll take it to the zoo. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I know we're getting tired of America because I sure am, so this one happened in England. This comes from the New York Times Tribune, April 19th, 1914. Weird bird snatches up lambs, poultry, and even pups, according to villagers. So this is out of London, England. Okay, yep. Wales, like Ireland, is home to traditions and superstitions. The weirdest sorts of creatures consistently appear and disappear in its mountain fastness. The latest story comes from West Denbighshire, where a huge bird of prey, supposed to be an eagle, seems to have possessed a particular liking for poultry and smaller livestock. This, however, is not all the eagle has done. Its habits of devouring lambs and attempting to kidnap, kidnap more diminutive members of the canine world are bad enough but the particularly frightened pedestrians who plod the lonely way late at night are especially to be condemned. There is a report, for instance, the nerve of trying of the Lynnhurst resident who is walking along a deserted street after midnight. He noticed a giant bird of gray color standing ghost-like in the roadway. The pale rays of moonlight in which it stood blinking forbiddingly added to its sinister appearance. The man gave chase of the bird and screaming fiercely, to quote the intrepid pursuer's word, he ran down the street. The strenuous race continued for several streets when the bird found the man was slowly gaining upon him and extended its wings and flew toward the mountains. This midnight adventure is only a sample of what the bird can do. As the farmsteads and countryside hamlets awestruck folk tell that recently the winged terror darted from, blue, from the blue and gobbled up a whole brood of chickens on a farm. After tickling its hunger with a dainty meal, which, I mean, 180-pound meat can put down two chickens at once, so I get it, dog. Yeah, it. yeah, right, right. <laughs> the loss of a number of lambs was also attributed to its greed and temerity. Even the plunderings did not satisfy it. The latest sensational act was at Trithier? I don't know. Sorry, guys. A Mr. <laughs> Howell of Garanod Hill was cited sighting in the hotel grounds when this thief of the sky swooped down and snatched up a pup that was resting a few yards from Mr. Howell. He immediately threw his stick at the abductor as it was on its way heavenward. 
and it startled it so badly the hold on the pup relaxed and the animal fell to the ground badly wounded. So that dog fucking died. That, yeah. That dog is dead. Just dead. Just dead. Yeah. Yep. If that were me in that eagle's claws, I'd be dead. Dead. <laughs> so it's like you kind of said, by and large, giant eagles, they might eat your kids, but like hide your kids, hide your wife, but also put your goddamn pets indoors. Right. Yeah. It's or or just again, like I think we do sort of right, like take it for granted, like, oh yeah, I can have Junior just like out in his like crib or like out on a blanket. As I'm yeah, like trimming the hedges or uh and and, and everything will be fine. But like unfortunately it is. Unfortunately, we, we can't even, like, take that for granted, or at least not regularly, or not always. Uh, and, and and I think there is. I think there is, like, a difference, like, okay, sure, like, we have some chickens. Maybe, like, a fox will take a few every once in a while. Maybe, like, an eagle will, like, swoop down and, like, they have, like, the, yeah, like, the, like, netting and stuff you can kind of put up around that. And then, okay, sure, like, yeah, maybe if it's, like, a smaller-sized dog... Yeah, that that's that's a that's a potential too, but then yep. at a certain I don't know like body mass or something like that. Like we just think, oh no, like oh, this is it. This is my three year old kid. He's fine. <laughs> he's a stout boy of thirty five pounds. Yeah, he's a stout boy of thirty five pounds. <laughs> I was also just gonna say like just. And maybe this is, maybe this is something also channeling the, like, yeah, that, like, dinosaur part of the avian brain. Um, just how, like, vicious pigeons will get fighting over, like, french fries and, like, swooping down. Oh, yeah. Like, or, yeah, like, uh, seagulls doing the same thing. I've seen so many, so many, like, little, little video clips of... Yeah, someone's like, ah, here I am. Like, I have my hot dog here out on the beach for a lovely day. And then just yoink, just comes along and like... <laughs> yeah. Just does that. Like, So yeah, it's that instinct. It's like, hey, guess what, fucker? I can fly and you can't. Yoop. And he just... <laughs> and that's all well and good. Like, okay, sure. Like, that ruins your, like, your, your order of french fries. Or you got to get another ice cream cone. Darn it. Um... But yeah, if, if if that's your progeny, <laughs> that's that it's trying to make away with. <laughs> oh god, there was uh, that th that also kind of reminded me. Um, yeah, when I was over there in London, in Camden Town specifically, um, for for my adventures this summer, um, there is this area right by the place we were staying called Camden Market. And it had like, yeah, like a bunch of shops, a bunch of clothes shops, a bunch of like restaurants and things. And so we'd go there for lunch quite a bit. And I think like the first or second day, so I'm still jet lagged. I'm still, you know, trying to figure out, wait, why are the cars driving on that side of the road? Which way do I look when I cross the street? I, I was still out of it. Um, go to Camden Market with a couple of other people in the program, get some lunch. And there's like a heron that has claimed one corner of this little kind of, yeah, like open air, like seating area. And like, you don't fuck around with this heron because there were people like, oh, hey, let me take a picture. And this thing would like flap at you and like come out with its pointy beak. 
and it and yeah it had like 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 a little french fry horde or, or and yeah like it had it like built a little nest it's like oh no that's like steve the heron and you don't fuck with steve like that's you like don't fuck with steve yeah that's his spot this is our spot and we just learn to coexist and hopefully some dumb tourist won't like piss him off <laughs> <laughs> oh don't shoot him that'll just make him mad yeah no 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 don't you don't do that shoot him just make him angry <laughs> <laughs> but you're thinking but mark these are all in the 1900s i live in 2000 yeah. well this is the 21st what if century, i were to tell it? you that there's a village in ethiopia that is consistently losing children to goddamn eagle attacks oh no oh no <laughs> This is one of those ones where, like, you can't really get a lot of the fucking information you want, but as of 2019 from the Daily Mail, a village in the district of Gashamo Mm -hmm. has been experiencing an outbreak of eagle attacks, and they learned that human children are, like, the sweetest treat. They're the best takeout. Like, your eagle wife is sitting on her eagle eggs, and you go, honey, I'm going to go get takeout. What do you want? She goes, oh, could you give me some baby? Sure thing, babe. And he flies away and takes a goddamn kid. Um, it keep, As of 2019, Eagle Attacks had killed like six kids in this village. Oh, my God. I couldn't find anything else on it. It's also Daily Mail, so I kind of get reticent about it, but yeah, you know, I'll take it. Yeah, take it with a grain of salt. Yep, yep, yep. But we should also talk really quick about like the plausibility of these. As a rule, the average weight limit of a golden eagle, which is like the biggest eagle right there next to the stellar sea eagle, mm-hmm. is only about 12 pounds. Okay. Which yeah. is considerably less than like the stoutly built Johnson boy weighing at 35 pounds <laughs> or that other kid that was 50 pounds. Yeah, yeah. But, but you can also watch like right now, just go on YouTube and look up eagle attacks and you kind of already hit this. Eagles are killing our pets. In 2002, in Maine, an eagle picked up a 13-pound dachshund and carried it for 40, pa- for 40 yards and dropped it. Eek. And it was just because it was too big. And I can even, like, attest to this. Um, when I was a kid, we worked on a horse ranch, we, or a horse stable. We had this big barn cat named Half and Half. Mm. And one day, a red-tailed hawk swooped down and nailed this cat. And this cat was fucking fat, Josh. Like... This was like the Steve, the refrigerator Perry of cats. Mm-hmm. So this red tail hawk swoops down, grabs the cat, and starts trying to take off with it. The cat was fine, and it kind of just dangled there irritatedly. Mm-hmm. I watched the hawk throw its back out, drop the cat, circle around, come down again, hit the cat again, pick it up, throw out its back a second time, and then like dejectedly fly up to like a telephone pole where I'm pretty sure it died from like internal hemorrhaging. But the cat was fine it had some like superficial puncture wounds he was fine it was yeah. it's a thing that happens big birds will take your goddamn pets away gang i <sighs> we don't know for sure we don't know for sure but one of my sisters she had a little dog and i think it was a little chihuahua even and yeah at the time she was kind of living out out in the sticks out in in the boonies and um yeah her little chihuahua couldn't couldn't find couldn't find her one day or him i think it was a him couldn't find her one day and so yeah if it wasn't right like a coyote or something like that yeah it was probably one of those like golden eagles that are not uncommon in the san Jose valley and it's just 
Yeah, it's a thing. Sometimes it is. It just happens. Now, before I get into modern day eagle based mayhem, I mm. want to go back to terror to terror bird based mayhem, right? Okay. Okay. This is going to be like kind of a little lightning round to break it up just a bit. Sure. Right now, the largest bird that exists today is the ostrich. They stand about nine feet tall and can weigh upwards of 450 pounds and run as fast as 43 miles an hour, which is pretty goddamn considerable. Yeah, uh, I'd say. <laughs> They're also really good at using those gigantic legs, which have claws attached to the end of them, to fuck humans up. <laughs> But not just humans. They will kill lions with these gigantic claws. I would 100% believe it. 100%. Usually they'll kill the humans when they're trying to take a selfie with them. <laughs> There's about five reported ostrich murders a year. Which, yeah, if it's any, like, you know, never send to know for whom the bell tolls. But if that's one less TikTok in influencer... You know, uh, I'll 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 tip my ranch water to you, Mister Ostrich. Here, here, we should all be so ostrichy. <laughs> we should all be so ostrichy. <laughs> More terrifying than the ostrich is a bird called the cassowary. Yes. yes, yes now, yes. cassowaries are like aggressively dickish. They're only mm. about five feet tall, oh, and oh, they're only, just only quote unquote only, only right in terms of birds like. Next to, like, the, you know, the robin on your windowsill, it's, like, what, all of eight inches and two ounces? Like, yeah, these are only about five feet tall. But they're dickheads. They are highly territorial. They are highly aggressive. And they are mean. They have big old... These are the last fucking dinosaurs that exist, like, in the, like, truest sense of a dinosaur. Right. This is it, man. They have a bone crest, which they will use to headbutt your ass. Yeah, I was just going to say, we got to talk about the bone crest. Like, if, if, if that's the most dinosaur thing, yeah, if that's the most dinosaur thing I've ever heard of, yeah. It's having part of your bone, yeah, but part of your, like, skeletal system sticking out of your goddamn skin. She can hit things with it. <laughs> Literally, it exists outside, it's bone outside of your body that exists to be a dick with. Like, I love it. It's great. Um, but if the bone crest doesn't do you in, they have razor-sharp claws and limited, like, they can't fly. They can fly like chickens can fly, where they kind of can, like, hover flap. Mm, mm. But the biggest, like, so ostriches, they can't, like, ostriches can only kick like a mule or a pissed off horse. Cassowaries are kung fu masters, and they have, like, a 360-degree field of kickability. <laughs> and they combine that with, like, their dumb, like, chicken hover flap flight method to ruin your goddamn day and future mark... Cue up that We Fit music. We're going to lightning round some cassowary <laughs> attacks, baby. Um, the first ever cassowary murder that was recorded in modern times was April twenty or April of 1926. Some boys hunting near Mossman in North Queensland attacked by a cassowary. 16-year-old Phil McLean fell over and got his jugular vein slashed by the bird's sharp claws. So the bird... They're out hunting, the bird gets a drop on him, and it runs up and just, like, slashes the kid, and it slits his throat. He's dead. He's super Done. dead. In Cairns, Australia, April 1995, Dune McCall was hiking along a trail when she heard a noise behind her. She turned to see a full-size cassowary running at her. So she, and this is, like, quoting from this website, so she ran like hell and climbed a tree. 
The bird waited below it for hours until it finally got bored and wandered off. A week later, her boyfriend, Ray Willits, was also chased, probably by the same bird. Probably the same goddamn bird. Oof. Right now, to this day, right now, you can go here and this will happen to you. Cassowary occupy a picnic area at Camp Tribulation, where they are known to regularly attack and chase humans. Don Cooper and her husband were running around the Camp Tribulation farm stay, so, which is surrounded by tropical trees, whilst picking mango steens. I looked up under the trees, Buttons, my dog, was sitting beside me. I heard a hissing noise and jumped behind the mangosteen tree to get out of the way of whatever was behind me. It was an adult cassowary, and we happened between her and our two chicks about four meters away. Ooh, In a yeah. flash of a second, the adult bird took literally a single huge jump and landed on my dog. Her foot caused Buttons, her foot caught Buttons' side with cries of my run buttons run and we both scrambled along the rows of trees until we were very until we were away from the very agitated cassowary the chicks never seemed disturbed by the event and went on grazing by the fruit tree rows buttons went on or went to the mossman vet for 12 stitches which cost 260 dollars oh sweet buttons so buttons is okay in Bobinda, in April of 2012, Dennis Ward of Albany, Washington, was on holiday in Queensland when he visited the Bobinda boulders. His holiday be holiday became very memorable when he encountered a cassowary that kicked him off of the cliff into the ocean. He Dude got, got drop kicked. Can you smell what the rock kicked. is cooking? It's a people's elbow. Can you see what the cassowary is doing? It's a goddamn drop kick off the top rope, boss. <laughs> he got he got Sparta kicked into the goddamn ocean. <laughs> this is Queensland, you can't fix it. <laughs> In 2001, at the San Francisco Zoo, a five-year-old male cassowary opened his keeper from stem to stern when it pissed him off. He just got mad at him and kicked him, and he cut him from his neck to his leg groin. Fuck. Holy fuck. <laughs> this isn't that fun anymore, bad. Mark. This isn't fun anymore. <laughs> What the finally, fuck? In, and finally, in 2019, a Florida man was slashed to death by his pet cassowary. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm less upset about that one. There are up to 200 reported attacks of cassowaries every single year just in Australia. The moral of the story is, do not fuck with them. Don't fuck with cassowaries. Oh my god. Ugh. Yeah, I just... I... Right. These are... These are dinosaurs. These are dinosaurs, and they're still fucking us up. And what the shit? <laughs> they're also dumb. I want to point out how dumb some birds are, and it really <laughs> seems like cassowaries and ostriches are dumb. I raised chickens and guinea fowl in high school, and like there is a level of malevolent stupidity in their eyes. Like, yeah. if something moves, their first instinct is to murder and eat it. They're cannibalistic. They will, like, right. no, kick exactly. other chickens out of their nests and eat their yeah. eggs. Um, They can just be dicks. I used to have to, like, kill roosters that were too aggressive because, like, you'd be walking along yeah. feeding and they'd attack you. And it's like, once they start attacking, it's like there's nothing to be done. Yeah, like, yeah, once that switch is turned on. When, when my, so so my, my uncle, who is also named Mark, coincidentally... Um, yeah, growing up on their ranch up by Steamboat Springs, Colorado. Um, yeah, my uncle Mark would like get a, a, a attacked by, by the like rooster 
There was one. They, I think there were a, a couple, which was amazing because right, they're super territorial, super yeah, uh, malicious stupidity. Is that yeah. how you described it? Yeah. yeah, that's exactly it. So this thing would like go crazy and would chase after my uncle and like hook him with his uh, um, uh, the talons and all that. And then finally one day my grandma's like, "All right, this is bullshit. I'm not going to put up with this anymore." Grabbed the rooster, chopped his neck off, had um, yeah chicken pot pie for dinner or like roasted dinner, whatever it was. Turned out she killed the wrong rooster. She oh killed, no! She killed the like nicer one, and so the like mean terror one was still going on. His <laughs> his reign of terror continued. Um, but then also another note about cassowaries too, and the cannibalism, like you talked about. Wait, yeah, like chickens will like peck their own eggs or others' eggs. Um, they'll eat, yeah, like like little hatchlings. Um, Coincidentally, yeah, the Mrs. Wizard and I were watching a documentary yeah, earlier in the year, something like that, and featured a cassowary. And yeah, they have to like hide their eggs, not from like snakes, not from uh, like other... Pre- they have to hide them from other cassowaries. Because if a female cassowary comes across another's nest that's unguarded, she'll just like stomp on them and like peck them. And like, like, ah, well, fuck this bitch. She's not having chicks this this time around. Yeah, and it is. It's like, man, we shouldn't say it's a doggy dog dog world. We should say it's a bird eat bird. It's a cassowary eat cassowary world out there. Holy cow, they're fucking nuts. Like they are. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, sidebar: emus are real dumb. But they don't kill people, so we can raise emus. So go with that yeah. one, guys. Well, and uh, I believe we've mentioned the alligator farm in previous Two Wizards episodes. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, but, but they also have, I, I believe, I know definitely ostriches. They may have some emus there as well. Um, and yeah, so like, uh, I think the last time I was there... I don't know, it's probably like middle school, something like that. And like, we didn't go, of course we didn't go inside, but yeah, like the giant pen where the ostriches uh, were, were housed. And yeah, it's like a middle schooler. I was still pushing like close to six feet. Because um, you were huge even back then, yeah. Yeah, because I was huge back then. But then, yeah, like still being dwarfed by this, you know, like seven foot tall ostrich. You'd be like, holy shit, I do not want to screw with that. <laughs> but you don't, like... Yeah, um, you just don't. Jacob Sorling and I almost got into farming emus in the valley. Like, the yeah. only thing that stopped us was a lack of funding. <laughs> and I'm kind of no. glad I didn't. You know, yeah, you're right. That's that would be that would be a real commitment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I kind of wonder how my life would be different if I had just been an ostrichman, an emuman, <laughs> yeah. an emu herder for the county. Yeah. Uh, hi everybody, my name is Mark and I'm an ostrich farmer. And yeah, it probably would have been Jacob Sorling that was like, hi, and I'm Jacob Sorling and I'm also an ostrich, or an emu farmer. Welcome to the Two Emus podcast. We're just, yep, emus are being squirrely today. Yeah. (laughs) Old Clem's getting real mean. Yeah, he's probably time to go. I mean, I Join us next week on Two Emu Wranglers. We're going to talk about what listen. happens. I would, too. <laughs> I would listen to two emu wranglers. Hell yeah. 
I'm just saying, you and I can do this now. We can move. We can find that fucking like that's spot true. of land in Maine. Open mm-hmm. up the brewery. Open up the Air Bro and Bro, and then like side <laughs> project Emu Farm. We'll breed them for their leather and feathers and meat. It's a highly like, high, you know, high protein, low fat meat, and when we will turn into Randy Marsh and Integrity Farms. <laughs> Just oh hey gang, how how did you sleep on your emu feather beds last night? <laughs> Anybody need more? Uh, uh, Emu dung toothpaste. We got we got a whole whole batch just about processed now. <laughs> I fucking hate emus, Mark. Don't, don't say that. It hurts, Daddy, when you say that. <laughs> just eat nothing but emu eggs for breakfast. Oh, okay, no, I would do that. I would eat nothing but emu eggs for breakfast. Hell yeah. <laughs> I wonder if I'm allergic to them, and if so, I'd try it anyway. Anyway, I know I said earlier that I didn't want to get into too, like, cryptidy territory. Yeah. We're going to get a little bit cryptid. Not because, like, I have a theory, but, like, there's this little bit here that I want to round out with. With I want to believe, Josh. I want to believe so yeah. fucking bad. Mm-hmm. So our last little segment here is, uh, we're going to call it the BBB, Big Black Birds. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not to be confused with BBC, no, the, British the British Broadcasting, Broadcasting Corporation. Center. Yeah. Corporation, <laughs> thank you. Whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> Big Bar, hit us up. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, there's this weird, like, it's a, I guess you could call it, a, it's an, it's, wow, goddamn. Rogue is, Josh, Colossal Claude Rogue is stronger than I am. I am willing to admit that as a man. Um, <laughs> No, there is funny, a man. there is a weird kind of cryptid bird in the American what would you call it the Midwest I guess right okay it's big it's black it's gonna eat your baby just maybe we're gonna start off with our first case in 1977 when a ten year old Marlon Lowe was attacked while playing in his backyard this is a ten year old kid okay. Okay. This isn't the okay, and also I want to point out this is 1977 in Lawndale, Illinois. This isn't fucking 190 nothing in you right. know buttfuck plains of America, right? This is like right, 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 established spot, right? Mm-hmm. He was attacked while playing in his backyard in Lawndale, Illinois. Several adults watched a monstrous black bird swoop down and carry the boy 35 feet before being driven away by their screams and frantic re- reactions to the boy being carried away. Right, yeah. As you do. <laughs> this case stands out to me because the way that uh, Marlon described it, because he was fine, he said it was a big black bird with, like, a weird naked head. And the mm. way that he describes it, it sounds like a condor more than anything. Okay. I don't know if condors hunt. As far as I knew, condors were basically carrion birds. But hey, mm. who knows? Maybe, you know, you're a condor. You're you're an Andean condor on holiday on your gap year, and you're in Lawndale, <laughs> Illinois, and you want a bit of the local takeout. So you go like try to murk a ten year old kid, and it proves mm. to be too much for you. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I can't say. Um, sure. What was even worse than being attacked by this gigantic fucking bird was that poor little Marlin was bullied relentlessly at school because of it. Oh. Fast forward to 2013. 
Two friends walking through the Bryn Allen's woods in Pennsylvania reported seeing a four-foot-tall bird sitting on a branch in the in the forest. Apparently, they got the drop on this bird and startled it, where it let out a, lar- a loud cry and flew a hundred feet by to a near tr- or flew a hundred feet away to a nearby tree. They reported it as having ten-foot-wide wings. It had a big old head with a big old beak, and it was pitch black. In two thousand one. Mm. And I realize I did these out of sequence, and I'm sorry. Oh, in no, Greenberg, Green, in Greensburg, Pennsylvania, a 19-year-old man reported seeing a giant bird with a three-foot-long head and a 10 to 15-foot tall or wide wingspan, um, flying away from him. These were this bird was also seen in a series of sightings later on reported in just in this area in this time 2001 was a weird time for bird sightings and i honestly think because this was post 9 11 and we were very afraid of the sky i mean i don't know what i would do because i've talked about the little like ravine kind of walk that that we take uh most days if one day just out of the blue i looked up and there was what looked to be like a four foot tall pitch black bird. I don't know what the fuck I'd do. It's the size. The size of it just sitting yeah. is what really gets me. Cause like, yeah, just me, Mark the human is smart enough to know it's not going to kill me. It's not going to hunt me. Like it's a bird. It's not like a big cat where like you run and that like triggers that like response mechanism sure, of murder. Right. Yeah. But at the same yeah. time, I'm like, I should probably try to kill this thing so it can't eat my baby. You're right, you're right. Or, well, and there's even like, um, yeah, there's like even like little families of deer that they're, they're, they're in our neighbor's yard all the time. We'll, we'll see them on, yeah, on this walk. Okay, so right, that's it. If I don't see the four-foot bird up in the branches, if I'm just walking along this path by this nice little like kind of babbling brook, and all of a sudden, a, a goddamn fawn, like, drops out of the sky and goes kersplat, like, right in front of me. That's going to freak <laughs> me the hell out. <laughs> I'm sorry, I shouldn't have laughed so hard at that. That was really funny. <laughs> but truly, that's, but I think that's the takeaway. It is. It's like you can't, you can't rest on your laurels with these things. Or, and, and I don't know if this was kind of on your radar at, at, at all. Um, and to like, I, I guess, sort of shoehorn in a Polatadena, um, what more formidable creature than man, uh, than be the one to like harness this awesome killing power, almost literally harness. Cause yeah, like we're like, we've, we've been training like hunting falcons and hunting hawks, um, for like ever. And yeah, it's like, oh, maybe instead of like this thing hauling off my baby or like my little dog or my own like livestock, my own chicken. What if, what if I, what if, what if I tell him the things to like attack and haul off and bring back? And yeah, right now, what, right, right now. now. Yeah. Right now you can see video of Mongolian huntsmen using golden eagles to kill deer. And it's the coolest, most yeah i don't know if it's the most paula tadena thing but it's definitely a paula tadena thing where it's like mongolians tadena is my Mon- mongolians tadena well or and, and even uh uh yeah i just looked this up there there's on youtube because this was back in this was like 10 years ago in 2012 
there's a clearly fake video of a golden eagle like carrying off a toddler. It's clearly fake. Which was uh, one of my weird starting points, and that's where I kind of went down the rabbit hole of like, yeah, there's no documented attacks of eagle murder in the last 200 years or whatever. And it's like, yeah. okay, that's fake. But at the same time... But at the same time... and There I, was I an attack at Lake Issacol of a golden eagle on a fucking child. Yeah. yeah. We're not even going to talk about that one, yeah. but there it is. Like, yeah. Yeah, and it was. And it was a golden eagle in, like, a demonstration of, like, yeah, here are these hunting birds. And this eight... Yeah. Okay, so eight-year-old, eight-year-old girl wandered into, like, the restricted area. The, like, do not enter... Hunting birds. <laughs> yes, fucking. That's why I didn't want to do it because it was too staged. Yeah, like you're you're right, fucking there, buddy. Fuck yeah. Yeah, and so like, granted, like it didn't like attempt to pick her up and like haul her off, but no, it like sunk its talons in, and it's just like, all right, uh, uh, trainer, master, dude. Now, now what? I hunted this this thing. <laughs> but yeah, man, I just oh god. Which, if there is, if there is some horrible, murderous thing in nature, you better believe that human beings are going to find a way to, like, yeah, use that for our own purposes and, like, give them little hats so that they're blinded and they don't immediately go flying off and just murder everything that they see. I'm, like, 90% sure this episode will drop the same week. That the uh, um, Unfortunate Son episode drops The King of the Hill, <laughs> where Cotton gets the Vietnam veterans to join the VFA or VFW, but more importantly, yeah. uh, Dale buys Herman Hesse's uh, Falconer's Gauntlet and gets a Falcon <laughs> that only attacks Bill. <laughs> Not to be that guy, but it's weird how this shit's sinking up. It's such a, yeah. No, but, but, but that's the synchronicity. Um, also, one of the best gimmick twitter accounts in my very limited right like i've only been on twitter what like two years now yeah but so one of the best ones is the falconry finance oh yeah that yeah so you better believe we're gonna at that gentleman when this episode drops and who knows what sort of mayhem that's going to unleash probably (laughs) a bunch of giant murderous birds but you know hey that's that's that would only be fitting so (laughs) i could take at least one of them i bet like if I heard the wings okay, swoop, right. I bet I could, like, get around and, like, put the arm up and, like, punch in the fucking cloaca. Okay, but just just keep the idea of, like, fighting birds in mind for later. But, but, but yes, yeah, okay, so, moving on, moving on. Um, anyway, in this region also, in Pennsylvania, in Erie County, um, about this is about 142 miles south, a giant bird with a large head and 15-foot wingspan was regularly sighted. Okay, so, Pennsylvania, there's some gigantic goddamn cryptid bird, right? Yeah. That's the takeaway that I want you to have here. Okay. And now we're going to round out by going to America's last frontier. That's right, buddy. Alaska. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, let's go. Something is out there. Like, right now, actively, there's a goddamn giant bird out there. Um, It's regularly seen in the Tijiak and Manitotak regions according to a 2002 sighting a single prop plane pilot named dillingham that's the only name we have for him reported seeing a bird who was the same size as his plane which was a cessna 207 which was a hundred which was um 14 feet 
uh, wingtip to wingtip. He saw this bird and reported a big black bird flying underneath his plane, and they were like the same size. Okay, cool. October 10th, heavy equipment operator. He reported seeing a bird uh, flying toward him while on a tractor. Now, he was operating this tractor, and he looks out and sees this bird flying at him. It was so big, he thought it was a fucking otter brush plane. (laughs) Until said otter brush plane banked to the left, and he became abundantly aware that it was a giant goddamn bird. (laughs) Next, around the same time in 2002, brush pilot uh, John Boker... With, had a plane full of passengers that witnessed a giant black thing the same size as their plane flying very, very close to them. In 2018, the uh, Juno resident Tabitha Bauer reported on a Facebook page, Juno Community Collective, which as of this recording, Two Wizards has a Facebook page, and I have asked to be part of the Juno huh? Community Collective. Let's go. That's a job for future, Mark, but we're we're here. We're on <laughs> Facebook. We're not your angry boomer cousins and or uncles no. and aunts. No. Um they reported or she reported seeing a giant blackbird flying across the like over the span of the road. It's shadow cast from like both sides of the road. She looked up and said that its body was at least eight feet. Near Lemon Creek, Alaska, at the exact same time, give or take, within like the same weekly period in 2018, near Lemon Creek, a woman reported, or a woman had reported seeing a massive bird sitting in a tree. She just watched it. It just sat there. She put a flashlight on it, and it was so big, the beam of the, or like the, the, whatever the, the, the flashlight, the flashlight light. You know what you call the circle of the light? It was so big. This fucking bird was so big, the flashlight circle didn't cover all of its chest. Oh my god. There is something up in Alaska, Josh. And that's where I'm closing out. Is like, it is a cryptid bird. Our best explanation is maybe it's the stellar sea eagle, but they only have an 8 foot wingspan. So right now, actively in Alaska... There's a goddamn gigantic bird that might also get as far southeast as Pennsylvania. (laughs) Anyway, how do we fight these fucking things? What are your thoughts? You talk to me, buddy. Oh, okay. Well, so this is is an age-old question. And I think it is 100% fitting for, like, where where we kind of end off here. Because, yeah, it is. It's like, what do we do with these things? Uh... If if we stumble upon a cassowary, or or or, or, or yeah, like a, a an ostrich, or a, a great horned owl that is intent on like doing us harm, um, and the the other age old question that that comes up with that too is, yeah, would you rather fight one horse sized duck, or one hundred duck sized horses? <laughs> I mean, after this, after all this research, a hundred duck-sized horses. That's what I'm thinking too, man. I just, I don't want to, me- I don't want to mess with, because as we've talked about, like, like that, that dinosaur brain, those, those theropod instincts are still in there. And yeah, who knows what's going to get activated. Um, so yeah, I, I a hundred percent take on 
100 duck-sized horses and the giant <laughs> and then the horse-sized duck nope no thank you <laughs> no not even once no it'll not even once cutely peck you to death and do this little butt wiggle as it does it <laughs> oh man yeah i i'm i'm glad that we focused this episode just on yeah, the more like actual or like things that we have like, yeah, you know, like newspaper articles as as, as much uh, trust as we can put into them. Because yeah, if if we went too far into the like the mythological or the like more overtly cryptid e stuff, I don't know if there'd be enough ranch water in the world to like drown <laughs> to like drown those memories from me. But um. Yeah. Okay. So, I guess final thoughts. Yes, the thigh meat is the most delicious meat, but not if it's here. Here, but but not if it's um, uh, powering a claw that's going to slice you from ass to anus. Um, <laughs> that's not. Yeah. That is. Yeah. Thick. Those. Those thick thighs end lives. <laughs> <laughs> I I really really got hung up on that like just the and I I get it it's Ice Age megafauna and everything's bigger but like Josh how big could I make you or like okay if I were to like go out back and like murder a terror bird how fucking much fried chicken could I make you how much oh, butter will? Man, how much buttermilk would I need to soak just a single like thigh slash leg section in to fucking make it useful? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, right. Yeah, you'd have to like get. Yeah, I. I you you you'd have to get like like a like a fermentation vat. You'd have to get like a giant like fifty gallon. A tank or something like that. Yeah, to like do a brine, to do like a a wet brine for this. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I don't, okay, this is this is really starting to mess with my mind now. So yeah, I think I think I told you I was it. really hungry. I'm sorry. Like I've been yeah. hungry. I don't know what my goddamn problem is. <laughs> well, and we even like kind of jokingly said like, oh no, we'll say like giant cryptid birds for like thanksgiving but i don't even i don't even know if i want to play with that dark magic anymore <laughs> yeah like a thunderbird will like show up and really wreck my shit and like that'll be like doubly of, of, of offensive for like yeah like what what the european colonists did to the native americans and appropriating like thunderbird on top of that too so. i don't know i don't want okay so Giant bird attacks. Never mind, like, the dingo took my baby. Okay, yeah, so in, instead of Glenn Close doing an Australian accent for that, we need a movie adaptation. We need a movie version of a Norwegian family um, whose three-year-old child gets taken away by a giant eagle. And then, they'll, like, search and rescue. And then they'll say, Oh, oh the... Eagle took my kid. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you know what it is? Hmm. That's the origin story of the Swedish chef. 
It was that kid. It was that kid. He like grew climb, up. Yeah, he like wakes up in the nest and sees these eggs and and then he like remembers and like sees like the talons like descending upon him. <laughs> and then like as he's like you know is like brought back oh, to his parents God. and son, what do you want to be when you grow up? Papa, I want to be a chef. Ha ha ha! A chef? You could never be a chef. I will be a chef. I well, remember right. that fucking eagle. And yeah, and so that's then he what has it is. to like yeah. leave. Yeah, and he has to leave Norway because just like that one kid got made fun of uh, and like bullied for like being attacked. Like that was his, so he had to like leave Norway, go to Sweden, like reinvent himself, <laughs> himself. And that is the true Hollywood story of the Swedish chef. <laughs> E true Hollywood Swedish chef. By the end, I was only eating eagles. I hate the eagle. I ate so many eagles, I did not know what to do. First to murder eagle, you tried to murder me. Now I'll eat your babies in front of you, you'll see. And he has, like, an eagle hatchery right in his fucking Swedish chef restaurant. It's like his weird farm-to-table bullshit, and he, like, Gordon Ramsay shows up and tells him, like, how fucking brilliant visionary he is. I'm sorry, I'm getting I'm getting eagle. Or no, eagle. no, wow. this is great. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> getting eagle, Josh. Yeah, you're, you're getting right. We're not doing a ham for Thanksgiving. We're not doing a turkey. We're we're, we're getting eagle for for, for Thanksgiving. Benjamin Franklin wanted the American bird to be the right. goddamn turkey. Right. Maybe he was right. This year, I'm going mm-hmm. out and hunting me a golden eagle. I'll talk to you listeners in a couple weeks. Yeah. Or it's gonna attack and eat my baby. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So, at at any rate, <laughs> listeners, thank you. I, I think both Mark and I didn't quite realize just how off the rails this was going to get, but I'm but I'm it's here kinda, for it. I love it. It went crazy. I'm sorry, guys. We no, we I told did. you. We did. I told you at the top of this, it was going to get real yeah. dumb tonight. You you we 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 took that little hood off and uh, that yeah that little like hunting hood, and then we flew away and. Who knows what we brought back, but but we th- this episode, this is what we brought back. So, um, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully you do not have any stories of having your pets or livestock or children being hauled off by giant birds. Uh, but we'd still love to hear from you. We, but if we, you we always... do, also, goddamn, I want to know. Yeah, and we can be here for you. Also, to like help you process all that. So so get in touch with us. Send an email to twowizardspodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter to, uh, at twowizardspodc1. Got a Facebook page. We're doing that. Uh, don't bother about Instagram. It's dumb. I, no, I almost set we're up. We're bothering. I, I updated oh, oh, we are. We're back. We're current. We're, oh, we're back, back, baby. Just, we are back, Like a baby. fucking eagle. Fucking dive bombing out of the goddamn sun onto your fucking three year old child. Here we are with our Instagram. Um, that goddamn um uh, Mel Brooks cinema series like got a ton of engagement. I think we picked up a couple followers off of Instagram yeah. based off of that. So shit, here we are. Goddamn it, here we are. It worked. It worked. Now I'm also on Twitter at Plaid Barbarian. Uh, Mark, you already mentioned that this that our episode here, Two Wizards may also line up with our sister podcast's release, the Dangle Podcast. Care to comment more on that? Yeah, Dangle Podcast, the weekly King of the Hill podcast where me and my good buddy Johnny uh, discuss and rate two episodes of King of the Hill. 
come check us out over there. And if not over there, you're like, hey, this uh, this this guy Mark is kind of engaging and funny, and he I bet he has some cool like hot wings tips for like how to prepare host eagle, the extinct bird out of New Zealand. <laughs> well, if you want to find me and those cooking tips, may or may not, you can do that by going to uh, at Marky Stardust on Twitter. That's like Ziggy Stardust, cause I am egotistical and equate myself to David Bowie characters. But Marky <laughs> Stardust, and yeah, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for being here. Uh, you're what make this all worthwhile. I don't do this yep. a lot, but I'm going to do it tonight. Mm-hmm. If you heard this and liked it, go ahead and give us that five-star rating. It helps the yeah. podcast. Um, yeah. If you it didn't does. like it, well, fuck you. I don't know what you want. <laughs> you go research giant eagle attacks and realize that there is a bigger, broader scope than what you were prepared to undertake. <laughs> and... Uh, Colossal Claude IPA out of Rogue. Um, wow, you really got to me. And yeah, Josh, final thoughts. I'm sorry, you talk now. No, 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 no. It's, it's fine. It's great. So, so yeah, give us that five star rating. Um, share us around. Either like share using those social media things, or do the old fashioned word of mouth. Tell tell your friends, tell your family, tell your coworkers. Hey, come check out these guys. They seem pretty neat. Uh, and we will be forever indebted. Uh, if you did something, yeah, just just a, a small, a small little step like that. Um, thank you for joining us once more. Uh, I'm Josh, and I'm a wizard. And I'm Mark, and I'm a. <laughs> Josh, give me a, give me your eagle cry. <laughs> I just Beautiful. copied yours, but there you no, go. you're you're great, brilliant. Uh, we love you all, everyone. Thank you for listening. We'll we'll see you next week. Take care. Ah! <laughs>